Hello everyone, today we are heading to Cuba, where I went with my family a few years back and, well, my son had a very interesting encounter. Also, we'll visit the Pretendomatic and hear from Daniel again. His story is getting quite interesting, since last time we found out the king had a dream. Oh, and of course we have a what's it, a random nature fact, we have game show and so much more. I'm so happy you're joining me here today on God's Great Earth. Hello everyone, my name is Rich Aguilera and I'm so happy that you're joining me today. Welcome to the show. I'm thrilled you're here and I'm excited about all the cool stuff that we're going to talk about today. What a great episode is coming up. Are you ready? Let's get going. As usual, I love to start off every single episode with a brain teaser. To sharpen our brains, of course. And the very cool part about this, my favorite part about this, is that you guys send them in from all over the world. That's so cool. And of course, I get to share them here on the show. And the one that comes to us today is coming from Bobby M. in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Ooh, this is a good one. Ready? Here it is. A sundial has the fewest moving parts of any timepiece. Which has the most? Whoa, okay. A sundial has the fewest moving parts of any timepiece. What has the most? Whoa, all right. Glad we got to hear that a second time. Let us think about it. Let that uh, sink in. Of course, you have until the end of the show to think about it with your friends, with your family, whoever's around listening. And of course, I will come back at the end of the show to reveal the answer. And of course, if you have one that you'd like to share on the show, a very cool brain teaser, please go to our website, godsgreatearth.com, and you'll see a form right there to submit your brain teaser. Keep them coming, and I'll keep sharing them. And now it is time for the greatest adventure. Our God's Great Earth adventure today is called The Young Witness. My son wanted to buy a souvenir from Santiago, Cuba, since my wife had lived there when she was a child. The problem was we couldn't find a store with souvenirs. The next day we were going to be leaving and he still hadn't found a souvenir from Santiago. That morning our driver took us to the old castle and fortress on the coast overlooking the ocean just outside of Santiago. The fortress walls were huge, and a deep, dry moat surrounded the castle. As we were leaving, way off in the distance, we saw what we had been looking for. A man was selling souvenirs. <laughs> this was our only chance for my son to finally get something to remind him of this unique city. In Cuba, it's expected that one negotiates for almost everything you buy or sell. But what surprised me was that my son asked if he could go alone to negotiate with a man. <laughs> we gave him a few dollars and he went over to him while we waited a few yards away. Now, my son was only probably 10 or 11 years old at the time. So I was surprised, but for some reason, he wanted to do the negotiating alone. And I'm not sure what all they said, but in the end, he got it for half the price, which is about normal and expected for Cuba. That's when it occurred to me that for the last couple of weeks there in Cuba, my son had been watching me closely. Every day, as we would stop to buy bread or fruit or gasoline, we'd have to negotiate for the price. Now he wanted to try to negotiate on his own for his souvenir. 
And even though you might be young, there are other people watching you too. Maybe some kids in the grades below you are watching you. Perhaps the lady that lives next door is seeing how you play with the neighborhood kids. Part of our job as Christians is to be a witness to others. And I would say that one of the easiest ways to witness to others is by simply letting them see how you live your life as a follower and imitator of Christ. Philippians 4.9 says, What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Alrighty, it's now time for a what's it? What was that thing we heard? Of course, I love playing these sounds and allowing you to have time to figure out what could have made that sound. Some of them are easy, some of them are hard. I wonder what we have today. Of course, hopefully your whole family's around, any friends, and you can all try to figure out what is making this sound. So let me stop talking and let you hear the sound. Ready? Here is today's what's it sound. Okay, like I said, I'll let you think about that for a little bit. And of course, I'll come back at the end of the episode to reveal the answer and to see if your guess was correct. Alrighty, everyone, it is that time of the show. Time to visit the Pretendomatic, my pretend time machine, of course. You know, Bible characters we go visit were definitely real people, and our Pretendomatic lets us have a lot of fun pretending to go back and talk to them. And last time we had a chat with Daniel, who just found out the king had a strange dream. Oh, let's turn on the Pretendomatic and enter our coordinates. Alrighty, we made it. And, uh, oh, uh, there's Daniel right there. Glad I caught him in the palace courtyard again. Uh, Daniel, hello. Yeah, it's it's me again. Oh, hello again, Mr. Rich. It's so good to see you, although I wish the situation around here was uh, a little better. Uh, uh-oh. What, what, what has happened? What's going on? Well, last time we spoke, something was developing. We were hearing about some sort of strange dream that uh, King Nebuchadnezzar had, and we really weren't sure what was going to happen next. I see, but I take it you now know. Yes, and... It's sad to say that my very own life may now be at risk. Your life? Whoa! What's going on, Daniel? What has happened? Well, the other day we heard that the king had a troubling dream. He couldn't sleep. He was just all bothered by this dream and couldn't get past it. Wow, I see. Like a nightmare. Not a nightmare, I don't think. I think he just saw something that was very odd, and he feels very strongly that there is some sort of meaning behind the dream, and he's super frustrated because he doesn't understand the dream. So what happened? Well, the first thing he does, he goes and calls all of his magicians and enchanters and sorcerers and astrologers. I see. (laughs) Quite the bunch. Right. Not the sharpest fellows, since their methods are a bit shady. But the point is, the king calls them first to come before the king. So then? So then the king gets them all in his throne room and tells them that he has had a very troubling dream, and that he insists 
on knowing what it means. Huh, okay. Yes, so this uh, group of advisors, let's call them, turn to him and say, Oh, king, may you live forever. Huh, sounds like they're schmoozing him if you ask me. Uh, yes, I'm sure there was some schmoozing going on. So they say, we are here to serve you, king. So please, tell us what you dreamed and we will tell you what it means. I see. So did the king tell them? Not quite. Not quite? What do you mean? What did he say? Yes, well, this is where things get a little complicated. Oh boy, what happened? So the king responds, telling them that they need to tell him the meaning of the dream, or else. Whoa, 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 hold on. So the king doesn't want to tell them? Well, I'm not really sure. I'm thinking maybe the king forgot, but I think he knows that there is something significant with the dream, so he figures if these men are so smart and have so much knowledge and wisdom and insight, they should be able to just tell him what he dreamed. Wow. So they have to read his mind, figure out what he dreamed, then tell him the meaning of the dream that he had, even though he's not telling them what he dreamed. Yep, that is pretty much it. And and you said that if they don't tell him, what happens? Um, well, if I'm not mistaken, his exact words were to cut them in pieces and demolish their houses. Uh, Whoa, so what happened? Oh, it's, it's interesting what the king said next. Wow, that's rough. They're supposed to not just interpret, but even tell the king what his dream was? All right, we'll come back to Daniel in a few minutes. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you really enjoy the travel stories that I get to share on each episode. Of course, these are all true stories about my travel adventures around the world. I just came out with a brand new book. It's called Around the World with 80 Family Devotionals. And it's basically a compilation of 80 of my great travel stories that I have. And of course, each one comes with a spiritual application on Bible verse. And each page also comes with pictures of me at that adventure, as well as a map showing where it is in the world. And of course, a bunch of nature nuggets and cool facts about the place that we visit in the story. If you want to get a hold of a copy, please go to our website at godsgreatearth.com and you'll see a link right there so you can pick a copy up. And I hope This book can be a blessing for your family. And right now it is time for today's random nature fact. Many of you might be getting your 28 permanent teeth in your mouth right now. You should have them all by the time you're 12 or 13. But there's more though. You also still have another four teeth coming. Wisdom teeth. But they won't come out till you're between 17 and 21 years old. They're called wisdom teeth because they come in when you're old and wise, (laughs) I hope. That means you'll have a total of 32 teeth. Many of you likely have braces on your teeth right now. I got lucky and ended up with straight teeth and never had to have braces. And not only that, I also got lucky when my wisdom teeth came in because they actually came in straight, which means I have a mouth full of teeth. They never got to be removed. Every time I go to do my teeth cleaning at the dentist, the hygienist looks in and says, Whoa, you have so many teeth in there. 
Turns out that about 85% of Americans need to have those wisdom teeth removed due to various problems, so I guess they don't get to see such a big mouthful of teeth very often. Teeth have all sorts of cool jobs. Of course, we often mainly think of them as helping us bite and chew up our food, but did you know they also play a major role in helping you talk? Yeah, try this. Open your mouth as wide as you can and try to make the T sound. <laughs> Good luck with that. Now close your mouth, clench your teeth, and try to make the th sound, the TH sound. <laughs> Here's another one. Open wide again and try to make an S sound. <laughs> and try to make a J sound while you're at it too. <laughs> Aren't you glad your teeth and the rest of your mouth work together so nicely to help you talk? It's like a team in your mouth. That's because God knew exactly what he was doing when he designed you. Alrighty, everyone, it is time for a humor break. It's time for Silly Minute. I have three great jokes for you today that were sent in from all over the place. And our first one comes from Senya J in the USA. She says, what room has no doors? The answer, a mushroom. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Our next one is from Ezra and Sophia R. in New Mexico. And they sent, why can't basketball players go on vacation? Because they're not allowed to travel. <laughs> Traveling, that's a foul. <laughs> All right. And our last one comes from Liana E. in Vallejo, California. She sends, what type of bird works at a construction site? Answer, a crane. <laughs> oh, thank you, Liana. That was awesome. All of you, thank you so much for sending in those jokes. Ah, oh, that was great. Love getting the giggles out. And of course, if you have some squeaky clean jokes that you'd like to share on the show, please go to our website and submit those right there at the forum. And thank you for sending those in. One of the toughest jobs in the world is to be president of the United States of America. The job of being president usually also means that a lot of people don't like him. Radio hosts spend hours complaining about his policies, Television news programs bring on guests to attack his performance. Leaders of other nations criticize the president. Terrorists want to hurt him. Whew. Sound like a fun job? Hmm. As commander-in-chief, he's in charge of the U.S. armed forces. He has to decide when it's time to fight for our beliefs and to send people into harm's way. He's the leader of the executive branch of government and is in charge of the daily administration of the United States government and millions of employees. He's ultimately responsible to make sure the laws of the country are being observed. His lists of responsibilities are endless. With this much pressure on him 24 hours a day, you would think it would drive him crazy. If you take yourself too seriously, <laughs> you will go crazy. It's easy to catch yourself being intense about things, but sometimes you just have to sit back, relax, and laugh at yourself. When Ronald Reagan was president in the 1980s, he had a way of lightening the mood in a room with occasional humor. He once said, no matter what time it is, wake me, even if it's in the middle of a cabinet meeting. <laughs> After being shot by an attempted assassin in 1981, his wife rushed to see him at the hospital. 
When she walked in, he said, Honey, I forgot to duck. <laughs> For someone with an incredibly serious job and the weight of the world on his shoulders, President Reagan remembered not to take himself too seriously. Let's lighten up and be slow to anger. God wants you to be happy. Alrighty, let's get back to the Pretendomatic and our talk with Daniel. Okay, Daniel, I I'm really nervous about what's going on here. I, I mean, the king has a dream. He, he wants to know the meaning, but he won't tell anyone what he dreamed. That's right. If these men were really wise and gifted, he figured they should be able to tell him. Wow. Okay. So what happened next? So the advisors tell the king, King, please, you have to at least tell us what you dreamed so that we can interpret the dream for you. I see. Yeah, but the king was not falling for it. He wants them to tell him what he dreamed and the meaning. Wow. Yep, so he threatens them again, reminding them that it's over for them if they can't tell him. And of course, they beg and plead and tell the king that no one on earth can do what he's asking them to do. And it's too difficult, and that only the gods themselves can do that. Whoa, interesting. So what did the king say to that? Yeah, he didn't like that response. So he ordered the immediate execution of all the wise men in Babylon. Whoa, 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 wait a minute, Daniel. You are one of those wise men. Yes, myself as well as my three close friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom we had already gone through so much here in Babylon. Whoa, th this is horrible. Yes, very horrible. So what's going on? Well, this just happened today. And just before you arrived, Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, had come here to take us, to be put to death. What? Aren't you a little too calm about this whole thing? What happened? Mr. Rich, my life is in God's hands, so I trust him in all things. And God gave me the wisdom to know what to say to the king's guard. W what did you say? I first asked him, Sir, why has the king issued such a harsh decree? Ariak then told me the story and explained everything that had happened so far. Aren't you a little stressed out that you guys weren't even asked to come before the king? I mean, he's issuing an order for all the wise men to be killed and you haven't even been able to see the king yourself. Yes, that was a bit concerning, and that is exactly what I told Ariok. And I asked him to please tell the king to give us until morning so that we might be able to ask God to help us interpret the dream. Wow, this is intense. What did he say? Well, surprisingly, he agreed to my request. Really? Wow. This is still kind of scary. What are you going to do now? Well, just as you arrived, I was about to go home and find my three friends to tell them what is happening. Wow. Yep, I already know what I'll be doing tonight. We will be praying to God for insight and for our lives. If we do not gain understanding about this mysterious dream, we are done for. This is not good, Daniel. I'm worried for you. Don't be distressed, Mr. Rich. We worship a good and powerful God, and we trust him with all things, 
big things and little things. And I'd say this is a pretty big thing, Daniel. No doubt. We are facing one of our biggest challenges yet. Being captured, being brought here to Babylon, our whole experience with the food and all of that is nothing compared to this new challenge we face. Wow, Daniel. I pray that God will be close to you and your friends tonight as you pray for wisdom. Thank you, Mr. Rich. I hope we will be able to talk again soon. Wow, what an incredibly difficult situation. Whew. When we come back in our next episode, we'll jump ahead a day or so with the Pretendomatic so that we can see what happened. All right, in just a moment, we're going to go check out the answer to today's brain teaser and the what's it. And we're going to see how you do on the game show questions. Hello, listeners. Are you enjoying the show? I really hope so, and I hope you're blessed by this work. If you want to help us also bless others, you can become a supporter. With your support, we can work to make this program reach millions of kids around the world. But we need your help and support in order to do that. We're working hard just to make these shows, but your financial support can also help us make the program reach so many others. Please become a supporter by visiting our website at godsgreatearth.com. Okay, everyone, it's journal time. It's time to get those journals out. I love keeping a journal, and I think it's very important that everybody keeps a journal for those special moments between you and God. And of course, this is just a blank book or some pages that you can write in to keep track of your thoughts. And like I said, it's just between you and God. So my journaling question for you today is, write about two different talents that you have that you can use to serve God. And by the way, if you're looking for your own special journal to write in and you don't have one yet, please check out our website. You can get your own copy of the official God's Great Earth Journal. Alrighty, everyone, it's time for Game Show! Hopefully you've been paying attention, which means you should be able to answer these five questions about stuff that we've talked about. And if you know the answer, please shout it out as loud as you can. Okay, are you ready? Here we go with question number one. What city in Cuba did my story today take place in? The answer? Santiago. Very good, everyone. Good job. Let's check out question number two. True or false? The first person King Nebuchadnezzar called after his dream was Daniel. Haha, that's right. False. He called up all those other guys first. <laughs> All right, let's check out question number three. What was the name of the commander of the king's guard? The answer, Arioch. Oh, that was a hard one. Good job, everyone. Let's check out question number four. What's the name of those four extra teeth that come in light? That's right, wisdom teeth. Oh, you guys are on a roll. Let's check out. Question number five. The United States president is the top of which branch of government? That's right, the executive branch. Alrighty, good job everyone, I know you did so great. Alrighty everyone, it is time to reveal the answer to today's brain teaser. Hopefully you've had enough time to think about it. 
Maybe you have formulated an answer, maybe you have just a guess. But of course, I will give you the brain teaser one more time. See if you can figure it out. Sent to us from Bobby M. in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Here it is. A sundial has the fewest moving parts of any timepiece. Which has the most? The answer? An hourglass. Oh, it has thousands of grains of sand. Oh, you thought it would be one of those complicated watches or something. Oh, hourglass has thousands, tens of thousands of grains of sand. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you so much, Bobby. Of course, if you have a brain teaser that you'd like to share on the show, please go to our website and fill out the form so that we can use it in a future episode. And lastly, before we finish up today, we must reveal the answer to our what's it? What was that thing we heard? All right, of course, I will let you hear the sound one more time before we give you the answer. Here it is. Mm, okay, I have a feeling a lot of you guys know what it is. <laughs> the answer is an owl. That's right, an owl hooting away. Cool. Oh, maybe the next one will be harder. We'll see how you do on the next episode. Well, I just can't believe our time is up. Remember, you can be a witness for God everywhere you go. And you don't even have to say anything because you can show God's love by the way you simply treat people. Also, don't forget about Daniel's story and how even under great pressure and stress, he chose to be at peace and trust in God. We can learn to do the same thing. And lastly, Let's always remember that it's best to be the kind of person that is slow to anger. People nowadays seem to react by getting angry first. Choose to be wise and be slow to anger, because remember, the enemy wants to hurt us and others by using anger. Love God, love others, and change the world. We'll see you next time here on God's Great Earth.